Welcome to the Ross Allen Luke Show. G'day, my name is Ross Pepper. My early years were rough. I was suicidal, drug addict and alcoholic. Then one day, about 15 years ago, I discovered personal development and everything changed. It completely transformed my life. I lived a life as if everything in life was kind of done to us. But then I discovered that we're actually the creator of our lives and I've been creating my life ever since. I'm now a loving father and husband, a life coach, a business coach, relationship coach, team and leadership coach, performance coach, author, public speaker, and so much more. None of which were even remotely possible before I discovered personal development. I learned to let go of my past, my false limiting beliefs, such as not being good enough, not being lovable. I let go of all my fears of failure and rejection. I discovered it was possible for me to create happiness regardless of the circumstance I found myself in. I went from being an introvert to an extrovert. And in that journey, I discovered every single person on the planet is infinitely more powerful and capable than they can even imagine. So now I make it my life's purpose to help other people discover their greatness and live the life of their dreams. G'day, my name is Alistair MacDonald, and in my nearly five decades of life, I have experienced and achieved many things. And last 20 or so years has been very focused on business and there's been many failures, many successes. Most successful business, uh, nearly 50 million turnover, a couple hundred staff, um, was one of the founding members, was one, of the, uh, was one of the board members when we merged to grow. So I really have experienced a lot of scaling in business uh, among other things. These days I'm focused as a business mentor and coach and I love, I really love spending time inside other people's businesses and seeing them achieve their goals and see their lives go where they want them to go. Hi guys, Luke Farah here. Ross has wanted me to explain a little bit about myself. Well, where do I start? I'm a father, business owner, investor, fitness, health, and holistic kind of guru. I enjoy life. I'm a great problem solver. Uh, I enjoy laugh too and the journey along the way. So uh, what you see is what you get. Pretty intense sort of guy, but also I like to make others laugh. So probably comedy is where I'm going to go. If you want to reach out, please don't. Call Ross or Al, specifically Al, Sunday 3am uh, if you need a alternative email or a uh, phone number just message me cheers we're aussie blokes we're dads and we're entrepreneurs between us we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life love relationships and business and we're here to share those with you you may get three different perspectives or you may get one universal agreement but whatever you take away from today you can be absolutely guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you gentlemen welcome to episode number 61 thank you you're welcome. 60, 61, eh? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I like, so, I like the new lead-in music. It sounds great. Yeah. Like got awesome. One. Have you got some lead-in music? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm guessing he was uh, He was going, hey, we'll record some later. <laughs> we will. It'll be uh, Al on the acoustic around a campfire. Just following up WTF with random as F. Ooh. All right. I like it. Well, so we were having a, starting to have a chat off uh, off air just uh, before we, we began. Yeah, and uh, and Al, you were saying that uh, you did some clocked up some K's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yep. I hope my um, car lease company isn't listening because I'm miles <laughs> ahead of the projected kilometres at this point. Yeah, jumped in the car with 18-year-old uni student son. He's an L-plater, so we headed up the coast. Um, racked up a couple of thousand Ks in the first three days and then dropped him at uni, had a business meeting in Brisbane, then drove the 2,000 back on my own mm. in a couple of days. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's a fair way travelling around uh, around Australia. Mm. So is it a week, four days? What are we? Five days. Five. Yeah. And was it more? Was it good to get out on the road? It was great to get out on the road. Mm. Yeah. I only had to throw my weight around in the Ute, you know, occasionally instead of constantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> out of suburban driving. <laughs> That's right. And you know, semi trailers are a lot harder to push around than uh, than the little Yaris's. So show me a few things. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, so, uh, so is it, that's something you've done much of. Yeah, when I was when we were going, I was talking to my son about. I reckon probably every second year, third year at most, I've I've done a big trip in Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the that that road up to Queensland, um, you know, when I was a kid, it was every second year. My grandparents were up in Atherton, so. We'd drive us from Melbourne to Atherton. Mm. Um, driven to Perth, across another ball three or four times. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, done I've done that once. That's a big trip. It's a big trip. Yeah. So, and I've done that once. I've done 27 of the 3,500 Ks out mm. of that once too. Um, yeah, done uh, done a trip through Adelaide, then up to Tennant Creek, then across through Mount Isa to Townsville and back down. Nice. Um, we've hit a roo. We've mm. done, done a transmission. Yeah. <laughs> You know. The the roo's nasty. The yeah. roo front on. Well, actually, it was the same trip. We did the transmission, and then we were in a um, really shit town in Norseman. Now, sorry, it might be a great town now, but it was really shit in uh, 1979. And uh, waited for a new transmission to be brought in. Mm-hmm. Got that fitted. Back on the road. Old man's running late now, so nighttime driving. Mm-hmm. Hit a roo. Mm. Do a radiator. <laughs> Mm, yep. Gosh. Now wait, now wait mm. for a radio. So he gives cash to a coach driver. They go. They come. Then the next coach driver sends back a, a radio. Oh really? He was wow. an engineer, so he That's knew cool. how to solve problems. Yeah. Um, just uh, yeah, and uh, I learned everything I know about driving from him, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and fixing. And my mum. Yeah. My mum was the wild one. Was she? Oh yeah. Always the wild one. But yeah, look, it's 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 just been a way of life, and I felt. Yeah, I definitely felt uh, a, a piece for much of that journey. Yeah, nice, nice. Did you? What did you do? Did you have your radio on or off, or listen to podcasts or books? Yeah. Or what did you do on the way back on your on own? On the way back, I, t- I tended to find classic ABC. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they 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 broadcast on different frequencies on the FM band, mm-hmm. but you find them all the way down. Mm. Just have to keep flipping as soon as it gets crackly. Yeah. 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 So, what sort of music do they play? They are, yeah. So it's 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 called classical, and and for those that aren't aware, classical is a term that's very broadly used for, I think, just about all music before about nineteen, whatever, the First World War probably. Um, but really, what it is is the Western music tradition goes from Gregorian chant, mm-hmm. which I think is around the tenth century, something like that. Okay. And then it goes through to to a whole lot of you know. Luminaries, obviously Bach is one of the big ones in the middle there, and and then all the other names that we know. But yeah. there's a lot of different 
mm. styles of music in that in what we call classical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it. That's what they play. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Cool. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Luke? Are you big road tripper? Yeah, I've done some uh, in my time. My father actually used to drive Greyhound buses in between oh, wow. all over Australia. So um, a few times I saddled in and yeah, used to ride Melbourne to Brisbane mainly because that's where he lived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I get I used to get to sleep in the bed at the back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they had two beds, um, and I remember yeah just staring out the window, laying down. Yeah, maybe like ten years old. So yeah, but it was more making good time, uh, you know, especially on a bus. Mm. Um, we had an incident once coming back from Brisbane, and we could smell rubber, mm-hmm. like a burning rubber coming mm. through the air vents. And we told the driver, he said, "Nah, it's all good." And then um, about two hours later, like, "Nah, like there's something not right." And they pulled over him. It was at a stop, and yeah, they found that the the inside wheel, because our double mm. dual axle. Dual wheel, yeah. That one had just completely clapped out, and it was rubbing against the inside of the uh, the wheel arch of the bus mm. for hours, and um, it was stuck there for like six hours, something crazy before they could actually do anything because it was on the inside. And yeah, that was fun. I was a kid, so yeah, so we were just hanging around here, and it was just middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, and then then the advent of planes. Well, I mean, they'd always been around, but I probably just yeah. The flights got cheaper so yeah we jumped on planes it's just a lot quicker but yeah I like getting out on the open road I probably don't do it enough mm. you know yep. just to disconnect because there's nothing really that can get you out on the road you turn your phone off then that's it unless they drop a helicopter on you uh, to try and find you <laughs> that's pretty much it um, yeah but it's good to hear that you went away and you find uh, peace on the open road I think it's succinct yeah, I- and good for everybody yeah, yeah, I like it. The open road's nice. Um, when I travelled, drove across to WA, I did all the driving, and you know we stopped a, stopped a few places along the way. The first couple of days, it's you know those long those long days can be a bit rough. But once you've done it for a couple of days, it's just like anything else. It becomes really easy out in that open road, and you just drive. You don't even think about it. You can just talk and listen to radio and whatever it is. So across to Perth, you know, really quite enjoyed that trip. And once they'd settled in after those first couple of days and uh, all the way there and all the way back again. But the cost um, was horrendous in petrol. It was about, you know, looking at $1.50 a, a litre. And I, when I got back, I did some calculations to find out the fuel efficiency. I was doing, even on those open roads, I was doing about 450 for a tank and it was a 90 litre tank. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had a um, Land Rover Discovery. It was one of those old kind of boxy square ones back then. <coughs> And on top of it, we had this massive roof rack that, you know, you could have thrown a horse up there and it would have would have handled it. And uh, and all our luggage was on top of that. So, so it was, it was like no, not at all. It was like you know driving with this big shield out the front yeah. of the car, just, you know, straight into the into the wind. Uh, and of course, the you know the wind's meant to be going one direction, yep. but it happened to switch around just you know just as I'm, we're coming back, I think. So we got the headwind both directions. Wow. So gonna watch the fuel costs. Yeah, so that was huge. That cost so many thousands of, of dollars. I could have flown and lived in, you know, flown first class probably and you know, lived in fancy hotels and spent the whole time, you know, living it up rather than yeah. <laughs> driving. But I certainly loved the loved the trip. It was, you know, definitely a great thing. We did quite a bit of driving as kids as well. So my uh, my dad's brother, my uncle, they he lived up on uh, he had a place in Naruma. 
so a nice little place there just just on the on the water and so we used to go up there uh, a lot of probably uh oh, we the idea was to switch christmas every second year we probably went up there a little bit more often than they came down here because uh, they we used to do some fishing when we were up there as well crab catch some big kingfish uh, they were a decent size i think the minimum size there was about three feet for Two. for a, yeah. for a kingfish nice makes yeah good sashimi too yeah <laughs> yeah does yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah uh, the fishing there was great we caught our bag limit every time we went out yep um and then that'd keep us you know keep us going for the year until next christmas and we'd be back there to catch our bag limit and fill up the the um yeah the ice box again and yeah yeah it was good yeah nice. really good eating that's pretty pretty much what we ate the whole time we we're up there yeah catch it fresh cook it up and have it for yeah have it for dinner lots of omega-3 brain food mm. yeah yeah i don't get to do a lot of the uh the driving these days um the the missus is not a good good passenger she gets car sick yeah so she's all right when she's driving but not so much when she's a passenger so i don't get to do so much of the driving but uh, i do get to relax and still watch the world go by there's a lot more watching of the world when you're a passenger i've noticed i see all sorts of things i didn't notice when yeah, i was driving i'm like driving, oh, yeah. did you see that look yeah. how many years has that been there <laughs> That's awesome. So, mm. Yeah. Cool. So the one of the really valuable parts of that for me was, <clears throat> you know, sons at uni. Mm. Um, finished high school in the last year, so, um, and I didn't, didn't, I haven't had a kind of good trip with him for I don't know how long. So, just that that connection, even for a few days, was was pretty powerful. So. Mm. And I sort of rang him as I was leaving. Um, you know, and just sort of, sort of acknowledge that I, I hadn't been as connected as I as I could have been, and um, yeah. But he just he reiterated that he had an awesome time. That he really loved it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's hard, especially with sons. You want to make sure you, you know, stay connected, and so you can waver in and out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think with both. You now I've got a good daughter as well. I think with both being connected is really important. But yeah, I'm living with my daughter now, so it makes that easier. Yeah, so very um, connected. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's the important thing for her is to, to kind of really get a little connection with her mum. Yeah. Um, you know, because part of the reason why she's living with me is because of, just because of that teenage... Yeah. ...separation with, from parent type. <laughs> yeah, well, they want to they explore what it's like to, you know, obviously have space from, mm. from a, you know, from their parents. And, yeah, I can understand that. As, as we did. Yeah, I think... <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I did not. Well... I live. I had a stepdad for many years since yeah. when I was young, yeah. two years old. So that was. Right. I didn't really know much else until yeah. you know uh, later on in life that I lived with my real father. Yeah. Um, so that was a bit, bit different. But yeah, um, it's funny when you live with someone who hasn't been around kids for a bit like, yeah. or for a long while. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it must be a culture shock. It must yeah. just be a complete shock to the system. Uh, and I was a challenging individual. Yeah. Uh, so I could only imagine um, what he was thinking uh, at times. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, no, good on, you know, my dad for giving it a go and saying, well, uh, mum had had enough of me down here and so she sent me up to Queensland and, yeah, that was for about, yeah, two years. Yeah. And even just between the states, it was quite odd. Yeah, between like what you know, still is. Yeah, when I come from <laughs> Melbourne, and like everything was just like half speed. It was crazy. Mm. 
I, at the start, I was just going, what he's doing? Like, he's, it's like he's on holidays constantly, and which is not a bad thing. It's just you come from, I mean, imagine coming from Sydney. You know, you'd just be like, again, they'd be like, well, what's going on? Sydney's been mm. full on. We mm. drove through Sydney. And yeah. We just like to catch up with friends there briefly, and um, it is crazy. Like, two lane roads and our three lanes. Yeah. And so you got you got a truck that's not not only taking up his lane, but he's covering the lines. Yeah. Know? And then you've got bugger all room to get oh, past. It's dangerous. It, I can't imagine how I many just, just, you know, side swipes there are. And, yeah. So it is Sydney. That, and and <laughs> I remember we, we, when we were coming into Sydney, it was like, it was going to be three hours to do a couple hundred K, 220 K or something. I'm like, what the hell is that about? Yeah. And it was the la- it was Yeah, it was the last... The last 40 minutes was like 7K or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, that's, that's, that's city life, mate. Melbourne's, yeah. Melbourne's getting that way. Brisbane is, again, traffic-wise, it's just yeah. out of sight now. As the city's populated, it's, um, well, I mean, just more, obviously, people come to the city to work, you know, as well. Mm. So um, it all has a bearing. Melbourne's the same. Yep. There's a lot more yep. with the advent of IT companies. We find it as well. They just keep growing floor on floor, uh, you know, so... Good thing for if you're in that sort of space, um, but yeah, it can be quite full on getting in and out. You got to pick your times mm. between ten and two. They're my uh, they're my hours. Go ahead, any time before. Said nah, because it can add an hour or hour and a half to your day. Yep. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So I think getting in and out the city is good, and the freeways here in Melbourne are great. You know, like really, if you if you're leaving at ten o'clock from anywhere, um, yeah, as long as you're not doing peak hour, yeah, uh, or peak two hour. Um, as it's extended now, it's pretty um, good. It's a couple of hours of, of peak, mate. Just get out of the city. Yeah, yeah. bugger, bugger, timing your trip. Just mm. get out of the bloody city. Yeah. Mind you, or any time of the day is what peak hour used to be many years ago. I remember when it was, you know, what peak hour used to be like. And now you can go at two o'clock in the afternoon, or yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, 11, 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, and um, and still the the amount of traffic like then can be like you know, what peak hour used to be. Yeah, it starts early. Yeah, it's yeah. And you, you want to adapt your lifestyle to not be stuck in traffic. And I was speaking to a guy yesterday, and he's um, he's resigned from a job, and it's a pretty good position, uh, but it's based on the two plus hours a day travel, mm. uh, five six days a week. So I just said, oh, like, and they've got him on a project that's nearly a year long. Mm. That he's like fifteen minutes away from his home. <laughs> so even just that in in of itself is uh, that's a massive yeah massive shift. So yeah, because yeah. when you when you're driving every day, like you got an eight hour day, assuming that you don't work overtime, an eight, eight hour day plus two hours of travel, and two hours of travel is quite you know quite reasonable. But if you're doing peak hour, it can be anything up to two hours. I remember coming from um, from Frankston South into the city, and yep. it took me two and a half hours to get into the city. Uh, and I'm just like that was ridiculous people do this every day two and a half hours so you look at let's just say two hours each direction because you're at the, the worst of the peak yeah that's four hours extra on your day you've got nothing left yeah. um, I know someone that used to get up really early he used to drive out to Tullamarine from, uh, from Mount Eliza to Tullamarine and he used to do that at 5am every day yeah and he put on his uh, audio tapes and listen on the way but that managed to avoid all the traffic there's no one on the roads at 5am and he just you know yeah, it's the best time. If you've got that mm. flexibility, I'd be yeah, for sure. If I was uh, stuck in a job in the city, mm. that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Utilise it. Yeah. Don't get stuck. Don't get <laughs> stuck. And if you do, don't panic, yeah? Like, just, yeah, don't add to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, even yesterday, driving and this morning as well, 
um, just people that you know just get fired up and you know just sit behind a truck that clearly should have been in the moved across into the left lane mm. from the right but he, you know there's more more than, more than ample opportunity for this driver to go around the truck and just go around it's like life yeah why why just sit there and be a pain in the ass put other people in danger add all this stress on top of your day you know just 10 people went past you mate just back off pull around go around so he did mm. but he crossed nearly two and a bit lanes of traffic in doing so and then pulled on the anchors swiped back in in front of the truck you know to slow him up to 80 to teach him a lesson mm. whilst everyone else just went past and then he speeds up again and he's in and out I just said oh god <laughs> I don't know what goes through people's minds. Maybe, you know, you're that focused on what's in front of you and what's happening that you're not seeing the alternatives, right? And, yeah, and you just... But it's the danger. Like, we're so... We don't even realise how close in life we are to just dying. Like, I saw... I was just going, you know, like, 100 mil more, sideswipe into a truck, or that truck driver mm. was leaning over looking at his phone. Bang. You know mm. what I mean? Or he's having a bad day too. Yeah, and you just—I don't think people understand how close we are. To... So, as I was coming into Melbourne, it was Tuesday night, yeah, and it was bucketing down. I don't know where you guys were. Oh, uh, but yeah, around, around six to six, just after six. I'm coming down to Hume, so it's 110. You know, it was really wet. Yeah, poor visibility. I just probably the first time in my life I did. I just felt so vulnerable and kind of. Weak. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, I don't want to be out here. Frails rather than weak. I, think. Yeah, I don't want to be out here. Pull I'm, over. I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah, but I, I wanted to get home to my daughter and have dinner with her and, you know, and get and get be done with the, the yeah. road trip. And yeah. So, but that was a, I found that a really challenging 45 an hour just coming in, coming in from the north of Melbourne. So, um, absolutely, I was mindful of, what you just said like yeah it would have taken nothing to just you know to walk you off the road and bang yeah. and, you know it's just and everything you, everything all your senses are super heightened they were and yeah. I actually did back off the speed just, yeah you have to yeah just, and, and it was interesting because most of the cars was, would just kept going or, which I guess is how I was until that moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's life it's you either have that awareness or you get to a point where you you know you're aquaplane and plow into a tree yeah I think there's been three deaths in the last 24 hours in the roads, I believe. Yeah, okay. people run off the road. Uh, another guy's hit crossing, crossing. I think, up in Deer Park riding a bike and a P mm-hmm. plate hit him and yes. turned himself in an hour later. You yeah. know, so, um, yeah. You know, little, you just think, oh, yeah. Do we move to the country? Just sell everything, move to the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll ride penny farthings. We'll take it that far. <laughs> yeah. Mate, we... Because so they're cool. We stopped at Marindola... <laughs> You know, and so I was, you know, I was just using the technology. We stopped, we stopped at the pub, booked an accommodation, mm. had a, had a beer, finished our beer, went up the hill, checked in. Yep. Walked back down the hill, club sapphire. Yeah. Bowls club, mate. Massive bowls club. Yeah. Like they've got these massive marquee roofs over all the rinks, and um, oh, yeah. you know, so it's fun to buy pokies and yeah. everything else. But you know, great service, great food, like good seafood. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of good beers, like it was just. Nice. And then, you know, yeah, Port Macquarie, you know, different but similar deal. Just Yeah. It is. It's just it's just a completely different speed, perspective. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, 
again, we were talking about daughter, got a commitment to her. Not going to ask her to sort of disrupt her life again, but I'm, I'm really committed to just making my base outside of Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, you got to spread your wings, don't you? I was thinking mm. about that even this morning and yesterday about, geez, I've been in the one place for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've, I've, on average, I've been in one house every year. I've basically moved to Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's good to get, well, it's good to change that environment because, yeah, sometimes you have this, <clears throat> I don't know, it's an emotional connection. Everyone's different, but you have this connection, you know, with patterns. And I think, um, yeah, you don't want to get through your life and wonder, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just sort of branch out a little bit or, uh, or do something a bit different or stay in a different place? Mm. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, so I have, with a business partner, I have investment property. Because I, I, when I was in real estate, a lot of people asked me the question about do I invest or don't I do I do this or do that. What I think is ideal is investment property. We own it all in trusts. Yeah. Um, and then we, well, you know, he, he now lives in one of those. Yeah. But it's all arm's length, you know, just paying commercial rent and whatever. Yeah. Um, I rent and I just live where I want with the circumstances I want. Yeah. And when you look at the fact that that your living expenses come out of the dollars that you have left after you've paid tax. Yeah. Then it's actually sometimes a lot cheaper to rent as long as you've got an investment property elsewhere where, again, everything's deductible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know? yep. So for me, that was a massive change in lifestyle. And yep. it was funny because son decided to start drill, you know, grilling me about finances and just a whole lot of that stuff. On yeah. So we had a lot of these conversations mm. and I think cool. he, his mind was boggled with <laughs> all the possibilities now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good that he's asking those sort of questions yeah. at that age. Well, mate, so I gave the kids um, Robert Kiyosaki's um, book. Rich Dad um, Well, Rich Dad for Teens. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So there's a teen version. And, you know, my son, I reckon he was 12 or something. And, and after reading it all, you know, we were just talking and he said, you know, what I realized when I read that book was right now I'm financially free. Mm-hmm. And Robert Kiyosaki's version of financially free is your income exceeds your expenses mm. and so he was right he didn't pay for his living costs someone mm. else did so he's financially free and he said all I have to do now is stay that way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and how can you yeah and that's the big big um, draw card of his book I've had a printout of it the BI mm-hmm. triangle yep. um, yeah, and the kids used to ask you what's that well, yep. you know you got self-employed business owner yep. you know um, and then it moves on to entrepreneur um, and what's the last one? Oh, he's investor. Investor, yeah. So the kids used to always think, oh, yeah, so, you know, what's the difference here? And I said, well, self-employed, you're having to do all the work, so it's better than being just an employee. Um, but then once we turn to, you know, business, business owner, owner. Mm. Um, we start to leverage other people's time to make money. And that's the concept that kids are like, oh, right. And I say, yeah, so I don't have, so today I can spend the day with you but other people out there can be working for the company mm. and generating income. So I don't necessarily have to turn up to make money. Mm. Yeah, the left side is the time for money and the right side is yeah. Money. yeah. And they're like, the oh, work. okay, and what about when I get a job? Well, I said, if you don't turn up to work, you don't get paid. Mm. Okay, and they're like, oh, really? I said, yeah, 100%. Yep, so you have to work. And some people are 85 and still doing that, yeah? Mm. Which is not a bad thing. It's just a thing. You know, and as soon as I understood that, like the sooner you can leverage other people's time to make yep. money and free you up, um, and you know, uh, just diversify your investments. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to be high risk. You just have to be spread across different facets of yep. 
you know. The barefoot investor talks about you know not having to you know make masses of money. You just steady steadily make a, a small income. Yeah. You put that away as you go, and you invest it. Doesn't have to be you know you can do high growth, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And well, you can still be yeah. free as long as you don't want to live, you know, live a, a million dollar lifestyle. You can live very comfortably on a, um, a reasonable amount of money as long as you're putting in some of it away. So a guy called Noel Whitaker has a series with the first book being Making Money Made Simple. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my granddad gave that to us when we were kids. He was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He was an entrepreneur who put it on my old man to be an employee, strangely. <laughs> <laughs> smart man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a smart man, but it, I feel that he pushed my old man and my old man led him into something he didn't really want to do. But some might be comfortable with that too, you know, like cause there's a lot of added stress that goes with the business. My old man died at 53. I don't think he was comfortable with it. Okay, well, but, yeah. uh, that's, context. That's, that's his yeah, choice. Yeah, that's yeah. his choice. In the yeah. end, he made a choice. He was a man who made a choice. But, but anyway, that book, he makes a simple premise, right? Put a thousand bucks a week away, uh, a year away for your kids. Yeah. From the moment they're born and then teach them how to manage that. Yeah. And if they keep doing that by 65, they'll have a million bucks without taking any risks. Yeah. Hmm. So save 65 grand and, and just invest it in really simple stuff and you'll, you'll have, a, yeah. have a mill at 65. So, you know, it is simple when we do it simply. And you yeah. can pick some rippers. Oh, first time I got into the share market, I'm like, yeah, cool. How do I feel about this? Got some advice. And yeah, that looks like a really smart product. Yeah, I'd, yeah fuck. Let's take a pun on that. Yeah. So there's a couple of high risks, but the returns on some of them has been astronomical. I showed me a count. Do he's like, yeah. should we do an episode on uh, on investing? Yeah, cool. All Let's right. make that our next episode. Done. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk about uh, investing on yeah. our next episode. Uh, thank See you, you all for for listening. I hope you get an opportunity to get out there this weekend, if not before, and uh, and have a little bit of a road trip. Road trip it up. Thanks, guys. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.